ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਆਈ ਐਮ ਯਰ ਹੋਸਟ ਗਰਿੰਦਰ ਪਾਲ ਸਿੰਘ ਜੋਹਾ um this is episode 8 of the jmc chronicles um if you would have asked me last year about this podcast getting to episode 8 in the time that it has i would have said that it was not possible because of how many hiccups we had with covid and all the other stuff that happened for us to delay the release of this podcast and the making of this podcast um but i am extremely grateful for the the, the community and and the sangat that we have created um it shows in terms of all the views and the sharing that i get and all the love uh supporting messages that i receive after every episode uh it's just continuing to grow this podcast is is something that i wanted to do um from the beginning and the way the best way to to just continue growing is share it with people you think would like it uh follow on all the different podcasts if you're watch, if you're listening on Spotify following it on Spotify will greatly help us uh, it would also help us on every everywhere else like YouTube especially if you subscribe and like the videos that also gets it out and helps us grow even more uh like i said we are on YouTube so if you're watching this video version on YouTube uh hello um but if you're also listening via the other platforms where it's audio only uh we are on spotify we are on google we are on apple podcast just look up the jmc chronicles and we should pop up as the first um the first recommended page uh like i said this is episode 8 in our in our starting season of the podcast um i just again i want to say thank you to everybody that has supported us or supported the podcast from the day, the first day that it was it it was released and then every single day after that uh it wouldn't the podcast wouldn't be what it is without the guests and also you guys that support it um every single time uh but without further ado i have three amazing people joining me today um if you as if you kept up with all the podcasts you can see that somebody is making their return um making their second appearance on the podcast uh in in a short amount of time uh, episodes in and they're already our first two time uh appearing guest manaz um back then we were talking about how you were going to be running for the senator's position and with samri and all and now uh if you want to talk about how you have actually become senator <laughs> at berkeley the floor is yours Thank you Grinder. Yes, I can talk about it super briefly and then we can move on to pack stuff. Um but yes, um a lot has definitely happened in the last few months. Um and I did get elected, which is super exciting. And so I've just been working on a lot of things so far this summer in terms of like getting things ready for the fall and the school year and we're super excited to work on a lot of different projects and we're getting the team together. Um so it's really great and super thankful for everyone including you grinder homies at davis everybody who listened to the podcast last time who supported and cheered me on along the way cuz you know everything worked out so yeah yeah it worked out i mean i mean again that was some like breaking news type situation that we had on like the podcast like even though like i found out like days before the podcast release so it was even like breaking breaking news to me but it was just like like when i heard when you said about it i was just like super excited because it's just like i was like I saw I mean I like I said like I see the Berkeley folks and how much you guys work and how much you guys are involved at at the campus and and it really is like something to like to see and it's like something to behold like it's like so amazing when I see what the, like the work you guys are doing and then especially when I saw especially when uh Samrit started it this whole thing off right and becoming the first and then just like you following those footsteps and just you becoming that right because I like I mean we met like like what like 4 years ago now like 3 4 years ago now it's been such a long time ago right and it's just like to see from there from like then what we were doing what we were talking about to like like now it's just like so tremendous and just so amazing um and yeah we'll move it on uh Josh Deep also a Berkeley kid um if you want to introduce yourself you can your floor is yours now Yeah, no, of course. Thank you. I like I like the I like the kid. I like that moniker. It sounds I sound more young. Now I like this. So, thank you. I I feel a lot more younger now since you said that. Um, but welcome, I guess everyone. This is my first time here, so I'm I'm psyched, but my name is Josh Deep. I am now an upcoming fourth year student at UC Berkeley, majoring in economics. 
uh, I guess other things about me, I'm a tennis player, I'm a cyclist, I'm a self-proclaimed breakfast connoisseur. Uh, there's a little things kind of all of the above, but um, yeah, and I guess I like art too. Um, I'll pass it on to Thunvi. Um, hello, everybody. Um, my name is Thunvi. I'm a rising senior at UC Berkeley as well, um, studying political science and media studies um, with an affinity for all mediums of art, um, an affinity for our community, um, so on and so forth. I do also like cycling. I do also like breakfast. Very interesting, that overlap. Um, I like a lot of things. Um, <laughs> and so happy to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, again, I want to say like, even though Manaz, you are our, our first time two time appearing guest, um, it's amazing to have both you guys, uh, Josh Deep and Thumbi to joining us here today. Um, it's just as tremendous and just as momentous as our having our second time guest. Um, but like I, you guys a little bit touched on it a little bit before when you guys were introducing yourself. Um, this episode is going to be revolving a little bit around PAC and that's Punjabi Art Collective uh, and a little bit about like art in general in our community and how um, from what I know and what I've seen like art's not usually something that you can bring up to to like older generations as a career or like a life's passion right you always have to like keep it as a side hobby or like a side thing um, but for some people like art is like um is their life's work is their passion this is what they want to do and um i think and for me i don't think you can class anything as as art and you can't class something that's not as art that's like something that's very personal and very objective from the person's point of view uh i think like that's the other big issue that is 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 prominent in the Punjabi community is like if somebody sees, especially somebody young that sees something that they're making or something that they created as art, somebody that doesn't understand it from the older generation is gonna say, that's not art. Like hockey, yeah, like what is this? And like, so those are like some challenges that I, I like, I personally see, right? When when art is a topic of discussion in our community. Uh, I, I wanna throw it to you, Josh Deep first about like, what is PAC? Um, what is it like, what is it about? What is it doing? And in general, like what just what it is. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Grinder. And um, I think I'll kind of touch on that later as well. You were talking about kind of how it's difficult to communicate within the community, also with the older generation, about kind of how art plays fundamental roles in you know in an individual life. But to give a little kind of rundown on pack. Um, I will definitely say the main visionaries of PAC are um, the folks below me on my Zoom screen, which is Thunvi and Minaz. But PAC is really, you can say, an ambitious initiative in the sense that it's kind of one of the first, I think one of the first ways, especially on our campus, that a community or a group has found a way to legitimize art as a vessel for Punjabi expression in the sense that it provides a platform for both Sikh and Punjabi artists to be pushed into this realm to uh, kind of, you can say wrestle with it, but also encourage those who have not pursued art, both you can say in a professional sense, but also in a sort of individualistic sense to, to pursue that. And one of the main reasons, um, at least when, I was, when, I, when, when this was first being uh, constructed, I was having a conversation with Thunvi and she brought it to my attention that especially on campus, there are no primary or major exhibitions or residencies available that uh, are visible of the Punjabi, you can say mosaic on campus. And it becomes extremely, extremely hard uh, for someone as a student to kind of navigate this terrain when they don't see their own art uh, expressed on their own campus, or you can say in their own home. And I think kind of PAC is one way of using art to kind of remedy that or use art to kind of fill that gap in some ways. Yeah, uh, that's um, so thankful for PAC for being a thing. I know uh, I've been, 
I've been following you guys and seeing like how how it started from the beginning and just seeing it like kind of grow a little bit into what it is. Uh, and I also think like you touched on it a little bit, like just seeing your artwork being shared or being supported somewhere else gives you that little bit of more confidence in like a little bit more insurance of like what you're doing and what you're making is kind of being appreciated, right? And sometimes that's something that it's a common theme in Punjabi households and stuff like that. It's like not being appreciated or something that you're doing is not being appreciated, right? Um, and I think like the biggest thing is just having some support, some type of support will, is, will always help you in terms of like just trying to get out there and trying to, what's it called, um, progress with something you want to do with, right? And it's like, uh, for me, like a little bit of a personal thing, like for me, it was just like, with this podcast was like, I, I wasn't, un I was unsure about starting it right in the beginning. Um, but the tremendous support I got from all the staff at Jakarta and also a lot of like just personal people in my life really made it to me like, Hey, you should look into this. You should really do it. And like, that's what really made me want to just the support I that I gained it. I was just like, all right, this is something that I want to do. Um, Tanvi, uh, just said that it was kind of you brought it up at first to, to him as an idea. Um, I've been in that same boat of, of bringing up an idea. Um, how did that come to be? And like, what motivated you to want to do that? And just like your perspective of like what pack is and what you what you want it to be? Um, that's a great question. I feel like it, I had this idea simmering for maybe three years now. Um, upon entering college, I was really intrigued by the idea of a collective and Punjabis making art, which is not something I was exposed to prior to even having stepped um, onto the Berkeley campus and being introduced to a larger Punjabi population from like various places. Um, and um, I grappled with um, especially when I was in high school with the fact that at Banfa, which is the Berkeley Art Museum and Pacific Film Archive, there was an exhibition there and there was um, paintings and um, it was it was it was a whole gallery and a few and a few of the pieces were just like old that was sick history on the walls. Um, and with every piece comes a little info comes with info of who the artist is, a description, and who owns the painting, and how was it provided to the museum. And in that description, a lot of the times, the person who owns that art, their name is not Punjabi. Um, so we don't own a lot of our own relics. We don't own our own art, art history, which is something to grapple with. Um, and so from there, I spent the summer looking into if there was any residencies or galleries that focused on our art, to which there were none. Um, yet we do have an extensive and rich art history. We have artists that are that go back hundreds of years, but also we have modern artists like Nepsilu, who does like very futuristic type art. Um, so we 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 exist in all these spaces, right? And this kind of echoes to um, this term that I feel like has been tossed around a lot at our campus, which is the sphere of hyper visible invisibility, which is now also something that you could see translated into the realm and the field of the arts and probably translates in maybe most fields, right? And we also see this in our own media coverage. And so PAC, just as your podcast, kind of does one thing, which is stepping into that realm, um, making making that first step, initiating the conversation. Um, and I think that's what is really exciting, really stressful, really fun. And it's a whirlwind. Um, so um, that was kind of my journey in starting it. Um, I have a brother who's an artist and he did it on his own. And now he's doing great but he did it on his own. And again, um, not all families are gonna be accepting of this. Um, it's something again, that you had to grapple with. Um, and so if we could prop up our own artists and our own artistry within our community 
there can be these pinnacles within our community that other kids can look to and be like, they made it, I can made it, make it, thus my family should support me. Um, Cause your art is legitimate, but it takes legitimacy and these like, and these galleries and these exhibitions for that to happen, which also means it takes capital. So just as like getting into a, a university gives students legitimacy, especially when you grow up in America, getting into an exhibition would give you legitimacy. And so PAC has just started, but we really aim to buy the next year to have a gallery or an exhibition where some Punjabi student, some Punjabi artist, anybody can come and legitimize their art. And that's something for themselves, but that's something broader for the community. And it's something that we haven't seen done before, or at least I don't know of. And so we're just trying our best to make it happen. And I think that answers your question, but I kind of got sidetracked. No, but yeah. I, no, I, I like, I think just you you hit the nail on the cup, right? It's like just seeing the examples, seeing somebody you can look up to in these fields usually is what motivates some people into getting out of their comfort shell or being, because the biggest thing is like, I've heard this in arguments with my parents, right? When I talk about something, right? They're, they're like, look at so-and-so's kid or look at this person, look at that person, right? So it's always like for us, for our older generation, it's always about seeing um, how other people have done it and try to make their kids trying to conform into that because there's they, they get this sense of like that's the only way things can happen because they've done through it they've been through it so that might that might, that path must have worked if they've been through it right um sad truth is that's not true all the time right sometimes somebody's path is their own path and uh we touched on this on the first episode that i ever recorded right you don't know what the right path is from somebody else. You know what your right path is yourself, right? You forging your right path is you. It's not going to be something that's going to be laid for you. It's not going to be there for you to just follow the path. It's something that you're going to have to build and you're going to have to follow it. And if you feel happy following that path, then that's the right path. It's not the right path if it's, there's a boatload of money at the end of it. There's not, it's not like, it, there's no outside gratification to justify your path. It's something that you want to make it. If you feel comfortable with your path, then it's your path, right? And I think that's like, that's so amazing that that that's what kind of drove you. Um, I would say the same thing about this podcast. Like I didn't really see that many Punjabi podcasts out there. Like I know there's the Punjabi radio, but that's not kind of like, that's like a little bit of older folks, right? I didn't see like young individuals like us uh, getting to the space. I know like, um, like making a podcast was something I dreamed of, right? And I wanted to do for such a long time. And then like being able to do this, like it gave me a little bit of a sense of like, I can do it, right? It gave me a sense of confidence that I can, I can do it. I can, I can be, I can feel good about doing it. Right. And it's just, it makes me happy when I do this. Um, so for me, that's something that I, I totally agree with you on. And I, and I'm so grateful that you came up with that idea and you had that split second idea that came into your mind. And like, honestly, that's how almost anything works. And it's just like your guys' hard work, all three of you guys, all your guys' hard work has um, got it to where it is right now, but there is like so much more growth and so much more yet to happen. And I'm on, I'm all for it. And I'm here for that journey and to see what, what it becomes. Uh, but Manaz, I want to ask you kind of the same question too. Like, what's your thoughts of PAC? What is, what is your definition of it? Right. Because everybody's kind of given a different definition of it and that's that's usually what art is right somebody i can see the same painting and say something else and you guys can see the same painting and say something else right it's always your own definition of something and something especially in art um just want to ask you what do you what is pack in your eyes and what do you feel like it and like what motivated you a little bit to want to like come on board and help out on this idea as well um, I feel like one thing that PAC is, is just like a really, really great community space that we're trying to build. And, you know, just like in the few months that we've started this, we've met so many amazing people who are so talented um, that really just bring so many different things to the table. It's people who are painting, people who are writing, people who are producing their own music or they're taking photos or they're doing like other, you know, like visual mediums. And it's been so incredible to see all of these people that we probably wouldn't have really met otherwise had it not been for this space just come and show us like the kind of art that they're working on and kind of like the commonalities we have as mostly like you know Punjabi and Sikh 
um, students and artists and seeing how that translates into everybody's art. And secondly, it's a lot of what Josh Stephen Thunby said. It's a lot of wanting to create this legitimate space, this thing that people can look at and say, hey, like, this is really cool. This really is this collective of artists really getting together to share their art. And, you know, for me personally, who's as someone who's like been interested in art for many years, I really struggled with for a long time, being able to call it something more than just like a hobby. And while I still kind of think it is that for me, I really struggle with like that label of being like an artist or whatever else. And I realized one of the reasons why is because that's something that's like so rare in our community from what I found. And I never saw it as like a legitimate path or something to be commended, but rather something that somebody just kind of does in their free time. And I think PAC has really transformed my perception in that sense. And I hope that we can transform other people's perception of that as well by continuing to put out content and continuing to bring people together in this community space in that way, so. Yeah, uh, you touched on that. And I personally follow your photography IG on Instagram, right? And um, it's usually, um, it goes silent for a little while and then it's usually like a couple of days of bombardment of posts right and it's just like even though i might not know it's just like i might get off my i might get off ig and then come back like a couple hours later and then it'll be like the first post on my timeline again and i'm like oh that's dope right and sometimes it like it really catches my eye and i'm just like that's amazing and it's just like it's honestly like that just like you a little bit talked about it is like that that labeling that's quote unquote label like that quote unquote like art can't be a legitimate path for some people um is honestly one of the biggest things i wanted to touch up touch upon like today right and we've done podcasts in the in the past talking about like finding your own path or find or like different opportunities and jobs that might not seem okay in the Punjabi community but that's what this podcast is about is talking about these topics and talking about these issues right uh, this one in particular I wanted to do because just like for me, um, this creating this podcast is is somewhat like how creating art is going to be like, right? Because like for me, this is a very un uh, undiscovered, un like found path in our community. Uh, so for me to like get into this space, there was nobody like I can look upon that was like, legitimate to be like, hey, I can try to follow the footsteps of this or I can try to follow the footsteps of that right instead what I have to have done is like I had to take pieces from bit and pieces from different podcasts from different genres from different avenues of life and try to make it into something of my own right and it's like that's usually more or less what art is if something is you might especially in the Punjabi community there's not like like Tanvi you mentioned before there's not somebody to that you can legitimize look at right not do yet right and it's like those times of those times are a little bit coming to end, like where there's not that many people that you can look to, right? But they're like, for your brother instance is like somebody that motivated you to do something like this, right? Um, but like for for somebody that's young and growing up, they're gonna be they're gonna be told by their parents, oh, you want to be a doctor, you want to be that, that that that, right? And it's like sometimes though that takes away from creative edge, right? And uh, Josh Deep, I can talk to you a little bit more about um, just just talking a little bit about like how 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 as a community and how as like you guys as an initiative like how can we go about like trying to break those norms I know that's a very like heavy question to ask um but um it's like something that it's not easy and I know no uh um it's a little bit tough question right but I I think you you're one of the biggest people I have talked to about like trying to venture out from like the common uh, stereotypical jobs and career paths. I know uh, you're a very big, like you've talked about it before multiple times. So that's why I want to kind of ask you about like your thoughts and how we can go about that. Yeah, no, of course. Um, I think one perspective that I have of it, of looking at art as a perspective before even sort of communicating that to whether it be parents, your larger kind of network around you, I think it also comes down, this kind of sounds kind of, you can say, I think I'm gonna start from a more individualist perspective, but I think it's kind of coming to terms with what art is. And the way that I look at art is that it's kind of vesseled in a language. And like kind of how we, we speak certain languages like English, Punjabi, uh, Mandarin, 
there is a peculiar, uh, you can say, semantics to learn about what art is. And the way that I look at art is it's that same sort of language, but it has a way of bringing you closer to yourself by taking you out of yourself. Now, that's a bit of a mouthful right there. It's, it's almost kind of paradoxical. But why I say that is that every artist, I believe, makes what they make with the whole of who they are. So that means they bring in the totality of their experiences, their beliefs, their obsessions, their childhood confusion, their inner conflicts, um, anything that makes, you can say, the constellation of who you are. And I think to be an artist in that sense is putting that very complex self in the service of, of for others to see. And in that way, it's a very confusing and complex and uncertain thing to do. And uh, how do you sort of find that balance between harmonizing the dissonance of a living and also with, you can say, the, the beauty of living. And art touches upon so many questions. Uh, it touches, it, it's seeing the world through a lens of a lived experience. And because of that, it's a wholly innate and human thing uh, to have and to be immersed in art. And I think once that is understood by, by yourself as an individual, kind of relaying that to others is that I think that one of the first steps in trying to break down uh, those barriers or they get to that, that resistance. Because no doubt there's always going to be resistance because it's not seen as this term that we've been using is legitimate. And if we can develop that language on how art is a universal and multimodal way of living and of, you can say, capturing that self, I think that is the fundament, one of the fundamental things to do to kind of get that ball rolling to, and to initiate that. So in that sense, it's a very, I think the way I look at it is very, it starts very individualist. And then I think it, it pans out because it's the same way that I like to think about kind of teaching when uh, to be an effective teacher in that sense is that you can have to understand the topic or the subject before you, you know, you begin instructing or teaching to others. So if you have a good grasp of what art means to you and how art plays a role in your life and also how it connects you with others. And if you can communicate that, I think that's, that's essential. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, Tanvi, I, I want to turn it over to you to ask, ask kind of the same question to you as well. Cause I know you, you're kind of the, um, you're the first person to come up with the idea. Right. And like for that, just to have the confidence to try to bring it up because this could have like, it's, it's always a little bit like daunting to, to go against the norm, right. Quote unquote, the norm of the community. So it's like, this is kind of a little bit like searching out. Um, so I want to kick it to you and ask you the same type of question about like, um, what, what do you think we can do to kind of legitimize, um, like becoming an artist or even just legitimize doing art in general um i know like this initiative is a great way to start so like i just want to ask you about like what's your thoughts and opinions about that yeah i have so many thoughts um on the same breath of what joshie was talking about it's i i feel like and you can correct me if i'm wrong joshie um uh, yeah, art is extremely personal. And when in creating it, yeah, you do, you give up part of yourself, not that there's something lost, but now there's something allocated. And now it's allocated in this piece of work. And what's really interesting for folks who like ourselves who are in our positions of being uh, POC, being queer, being so on and so forth, these minoritarian identities is that our art a lot of the times is rooted in struggle and like trying to uplift our own voice. Um, and um, kind of, I, I, I feel that like Joshi may have touched on this already, which is that there's already a debate about whether or not uninspired art is good. And a lot of times within our own communities, our art is inspired by struggle and experience. It is always inspired. Um, yet 
we're taught art history and we're taught that art looks one specific way, right? Thus, all the art that we make is inherently political, inherently, because it is going against that norm. It is going against that status quo. Um, we don't have a James Pollock that's Punjabi. Like we don't have somebody who's who's thrown paint on a canvas. Um, that does not exist for us. And there's a reason why. Um, there's a reason why we know about all these massive European painters. We don't know about any Asian ones, um, even though Asian art might be just as much or even more rich. Um, our art has always existed. And I think this is something that I kind of want to, maybe if I, I'm wondering if I said this wrong earlier, but artists exist within our community. We, we just exist extremely fragmented, right? And this is also the story of being a displaced colonized body, which may seem out there, but to understand that there's several barriers for us to connect with each other and for us to gain power within our community. It is hard to cultivate that power. It is extremely hard, right? Because we exist on an independent individual struggle, right? So um, going to UC Berkeley, you have your own experience. You're not thinking about the entire community and what you can do for them every single day, right? Because you don't know what's going to be thrown at you. Um, so like when we think about are there even any Punjabi artists out there? There 100% is. I already named one. There's also House of Wars who did jewelry and textiles and moved on into films and he did all these things. Um, Aluwalia Studios is an amazing fashion house that's coming out of the UK. Um, God, there's so many. Um, and through PAC, we're able to get over this barrier of fragmentation. There is no distance, there's no space, there's no time. It is all of us together at once. Those, those barriers we've been able to conquer. Um, so, ah, God, I'm forgetting your question now because I've gone so far off. No, you know, you're, you, I think you actually answered my question and tried like perfect. My, the, the question kind of was just about like, like how to, how do we get to the point where like, we're able to say that like art is legitimized, right? Or like, how do we how do we take steps into that realm? But uh, I, I I think I honestly agree with you. Artists do exist. It's just like how do our community label them? Is how it's how it's kind of a little bit where there's a misconnection, right? Um, right. Like sometimes, like like I mean, we have a whole industry of music for us, right? For the Punjabi music industry, but like also that's like that's just thrown across. Oh, they just sing, right? And but like there's that's a form of art that they're expressing. Sometimes a lot of people express themselves through music, and music is one of the biggest things people express themselves through, right? Because it connects so many different types of people. Like I listen to music that I have no like I don't I listen to Spanish music. I don't know what they're saying, but I still like just listen to the music for what it is, right? And it, like sometimes that's just enough for me, right? And like for other people too, just connecting with that. And it's just like, like you were saying, Thanvi, it's like just this mislabeling or just like just being cast away or cast aside. Like, no, we should we should put those people forward, not back, right? And that's something I, if, if I'm getting this right, that's something what PAC is aiming to do is helping our art, artists that might not want, want to go fully out there just yet. Like this gives them a little bit of a platform to get on their feet a little bit, give a platform for themselves, right? Um, and then from there, just explore a little bit more after you've gained so much support, you've gotten the backing like, of, of some people that you might want to have in your community, right? Because like for me, the, the biggest thing was like whenever I want to do something is like, will, will other people besides my family support it? And that's where I like, for me, there's a lot of instances in my life that I can point to where outside influence was where I where I got my influence and my confidence to keep going forward right this podcast being one of the biggest things that in my life that's been like that right um but I'll hand it over to you again again to just a little bit talk about like what do you think um we can do a little bit more in terms of just trying to help any artists out there that want to become not legitimized but just recognized to of to who they want to be right that's the biggest thing sometimes um just holding people back is, is just hurting people or right? not even recognizing somebody is also a way of holding people back so 
I just want to hear your thoughts about that. Um, your comments are so interesting because it kind of got me thinking of like this journey of artistry or even like claiming the identity of an artist, if you want to call that one. Um, and I think Pac perhaps is just like a facilitator of that. So from what I'm hearing, there's for a lot of us within the community, there's just a struggle to even get to the point where you feel like allocating time to my artistry is okay. Like even just saying allocating time, like doing that, actively saying like, okay, today for two hours, I wanna work on this. That's that's a feat. That is extremely hard. Um, and so that proliferates and like, that is a that is a process that I think you constantly have to combat and work with and grapple with, which is being okay with that time allocation and then going on forward with like having, having to talk to your family about this having to talk to your friends about this or um, what that even would look like for an individual. Um, and I think PAC is like a nice way to get introduced into that in that like, you don't have to be an artist when you come in, you could just come, you just come in to hang out and chit chat and listen to some music if you want. Um, and maybe that's where you start. Um, or you come in and you're like, I am an artist and I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm making. This, it's a, it's a spectrum, um, but yeah, I, I, I think that its main focus is to um, void that, that fragmentation that we already have um, and focus on we're all here right now and what we can do with it. Um, I think if, again, I've gone aside from your, from your question, but- No worries. Yeah, I, I I think that I I had a point and now it's slipping, but yeah, it's slipping. But I just think that uh, oh, this was my point. And you see this at UC Berkeley. You'll see this at any major institution. Is that our white peers will have everything given to them, right? So there's a lot of barriers of entry. If I, to say that, let's say I wanted to join a different art collective. It is not identity-based, but it exists at UC Berkeley. There are gonna be multiple barriers of entry for myself to, to get into that organization. I need to have past experience, which means I would need to have the equipment to gain that experience, right? And if it's like, depending on the medium, there's, that could be extremely expensive, that, it, that could require a certain skill set that you may not be allotted because of your background, right? Lower income students cannot afford a DSLR camera so they can become a reporter for the Daily Cal. That's extremely expensive. That was a prerequisite to get that position. And college is the time for you to explore these opportunities, explore these hobbies, yet there's this massive barrier of entry right? For what reason? And on top of that, you're getting interviewed and assessed by your own peers. We've created this a, a, an atmosphere that is extremely bad for a certain type of student and extremely good for another type. And so with PAC, there's zero barrier of entry. You don't need to have past experience. You, the, the only prerequisite is interest. That is literally it because we are not allowed into those spaces and why would we follow those rules? That would not make any sense. Um, and so that's kind of a foundational principle to pack that hopefully would also be inspiring enough for other organizations to take up because that's more equitable. And on top of that, um, when you look at certain organizations and, and within any institution, um, they will use black and brown bodies as the face of their publications, of their artistry. Um, and so there's pick and choose, right? And especially when it comes to Punjabi individuals, especially the image of a turban of a bug, right? That is an exploited image, right? We don't own that image. We can, several UCs, several schools use that image as diversity posts. It, it again adds the air of this hyper-visible invisibility. Um, and so taking into account all of that, when we made PAC, and this is something Josh Lee Benaz and I all agreed upon that we 
really wanted to have, which was, which was zero barrier of entry. Everybody's allowed wherever you are, whatever age, whatever skill set, whatever you want. It's all on you. You just need to have interest. That's it. That was my point. No, I mean, thank you so much. I mean, like that. This is honestly like this is, again these questions that I ask have no, like you can say whatever you want, whenever you want. These questions are just like, kind of like a God guiding like thing. So like, I just want to thank you for like, just, just speaking your mind. Uh, I think that's like something that's very like important and just really grateful for, for um, everything you said. Right. Uh, and I think you touched on at a point that I was kind of overlooked on in the beginning of this podcast. And to me a little bit when I was trying to formulate like this, like seeing that like disconnect and also those barriers outside of our community for people for like from our community. So like artists in the Punjabi community to, to get recognized outside or try to get be a part of art collectives that might not be or like our community based. Right. Even though um, there aren't many for our community um, yet. Right. But like also even if you explore outside of it, it's kind of difficult to get into those collectives, not because you're not talented enough. It's never that you're not talented enough. You don't have to drive enough. Like those things are like not usually the issues. The issues are your background. Um, did you have the equipment to fully get to your potential, right? Maybe no, because some people are not lucky enough to go to their parents and ask for, I don't know, over a thousand dollars for equipment for a, a hobby in the parents eyes right uh and that's very that's a very difficult conversation to have especially in a Punjabi household that's even a more crazier thought to have with your parents right and to have a conversation like that and I think I think that's sometimes overlooked when these these requirements are, are made or these like this judgment from other communities it's been passed on to other like other minorities and people of color and and everybody else of uh, other walks of life right it's like sometimes we're just not as lucky as some people are right you can't some people can go to their parents and be like hey i i need this much i need x amount of dollars to do this and more or less they'll get that money right and it's like for some people that are not are misfortunate right and it's like also we've talked a lot about like getting recognition in our own community if we can't build up our artists how do you think they're going to fare trying to get into those other collectives that there's these types of barriers you need to support like we need to support those artists so that they can feel confident in themselves before they even go and try to get into other collectives right it's no point there's no point of somebody that's already broken down it's not doesn't have the confidence because people in their own community, the people that they're trying to express their art for or trying to express some walk of life that represents their community is being held back or being pushed down. How do you think they're going to fare going into another collective or going outside of this community? They're not going to fare well. And it's like all these things are coming together. And I, and I, I appreciate you so much for bringing that up because like that sometimes is so overlooked because like, it's like this common thing of like, Oh, they didn't have the motivation or, oh, they, they just didn't want it enough. Right. Or it's like, no, maybe they just didn't have the resources to do what they wanted to do. Maybe they didn't have the support from their own family or their own collective to get to where they are. It's not usually always about the person. Right. And it's just like, I feel like that's something that also has to be explored. Um, and you touched on it too. These, these things have been set up. So that type of stuff happens over and over and over again. Like these big universe, I go to UC Davis and it's like, there's usually some places to get into places, right? These absurd requirements to do stuff, right? And it's just like, I don't, like you said, like for the for the, the Daily Cal, like you had to get that expensive camera to be as a requirement. Some of us can't do that. So you're immediately eliminated, not because you didn't have the talent, you didn't have the motivation, you didn't have the drive, but because you didn't have a camera and you didn't have the money for that camera. And that's just like, that's sad in itself, right? Um, that that happens. And it's just like, I'm again, that goes to show like why we need these types of collectives or for our own community. And just having this support system is, is goes a long way that some people might not see. Um, and so that's why I just, that's just what I wanted to say about that. And Dunvi again, so 
I'm grateful for uh, all the points that you made. And I think those are all like points that I kind of overlooked a little bit when I was writing up the outline of this episode. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, Manaz, I want to just ask you a little bit about how, how like, I asked Josh Deep and Dunvi the same question too. And it's kind of a heavier question, but what do you think we can do as like a community to help our artists, like the, like the ones that I might've referenced to get ahead and get into these collectives that, that maybe the requirements are not mostly based on talent and stuff like that. And just your thoughts about the whole, the whole topic and the whole situation. That's a great question, Grinder. Um, So one distinction that I wanted to make real quick before I like for real answer this question, um, I think there is so much like inspiration in our community that kind of comes from like our history and genocide and trauma and everything else that kind of informs um, so many incredible artistic pieces from members of our community. Um, but I think one thing that PAC is really striving to do and to distinguish as well is that you can be Punjabi and you can make art about your everyday experience about being American or about being in London or about having fun or riding your bike or being in love and that kind of stuff. And that is still legitimate art. And I think one thing that I'm always really aware of is that white people have the privilege of getting of, of being able to tell different stories and having being able to tell different narratives and always having the space to tell different stories. And it could be about joy or sadness or love or anything else. And that's always accepted and that's always palatable. But for people of color, it seems like the default is always just like our struggle and putting forth our struggle on display. And that is so incredibly important in order to tell our stories. But I think it's just as important to focus on, you know, things that are mundane, things that are are in our everyday that are just as beautiful and that inform our identity. And so one thing that we really wanted to distinguish during PAC, like when we are accepting submissions and that kind of stuff is that your art doesn't necessarily have to be Punjabi. Like you being a Punjabi person making art, that in itself is a huge thing. Um, I'm not sure if I articulated that super well, but I hope that made sense. Um, another thing I think that we can do to kind of help um, members of our community and prop them up to continue to make this kind of art is I think to really at every turn that we can challenge the notion that art is not a legitimate path and that means really investing into you know organizations like PAC or just other local artists or other people in your community who are doing this kind of work you know if people are making their own films if people are writing their poems or they're taking pictures or they're selling paintings or postcards or whatever else you know it means a lot to those people that are doing that kind of work often with little to no support to have others, you know, support them and prop them up and that kind of thing. And I think the longer that we kind of persist and emphasize that we care about this kind of art and that we want to support it, I think that will open up um, these kinds of paths. And I think one of one aspect of PAC that we're really excited about um, kind of doing in the future is a lot of like learning and a lot of education. And so this means, you know, as then we said, we're really um, firm on our no barrier to entry rule. And so that means we really wanna teach people. We wanna teach people what, how to roll a, load of, roll a load of film or how to start writing poems or anything else because there's so many people that have this really great creative energy but have never really had the space or the opportunity or the people or the resources to be able to channel that into this beautiful piece of art that they're capable of making. Yeah, um, <laughs> just, 100% right I agree with uh, like everything you said and it's just like again it goes back to like a little bit what I was talking about before I handed it over to you it was like um like the, we judge we shouldn't judge people off based off like if they had resources or not because that's the biggest thing like and that's not just like the biggest thing I hear right is like always that boom why don't we have more Punjabi people in x field right let's just say in movies right there's not really that big of a representation and in this in America's movie world, right? I know like there's an, its own industry and all that, but like here in America for us growing up in America, there's not that much representation for us in that field, right? And it's like, maybe we shouldn't question about why isn't there, or like, it should be a question of like, how can we have, like, what can we do to help that next person become that, right? Sometimes like we touched upon it here before, there's not just only barriers 
in our community, but there's also barriers outside of our community that stop people of color and 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 kind of a like microcosm Punjabi people, right? Punjabi community, those of the Punjabi community, younger individuals in the Punjabi community, there's a lot of barriers. Um, but like those barriers are 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 real, they're out there. And it's like I know we touched upon it that there's a lot of barriers in, in our own community about like legitimizing like if if I would go tell my parents that oh I wanted to go do film school they're gonna be like they would be shocked right because they're gonna be like what is that what is this like what do you want like what are you doing you're throwing away your life blah 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 blah, blah right um, but like that's where I I kind of see like the, the how Manaz you were saying that like there are people out there that might not have the resources but there are there's talent there's of course there's talent out there everybody is talented in their own way right. And they don't have the resource to get to that talent or to, to have that talent be displayed. And that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be the cause of somebody not wanting to do something. Right. Should always about like somebody would not want to do something because they don't want to do it. Right. Not because they can't do it. And that's, I'm a big believer of that. And I think that's one of the big things where I'm getting from like what PAC is trying to do uh, is trying to help individuals that maybe are less, in, less, in for, uh, less, uh, unfortunate in terms of resources, in terms of um, just general support. I think that's a big, I think just, just having, just allowing a space for people to post and people to come together is, is, is massive. I think that's, that's, that's something that um, it's not out there. Honestly, it's like, and honestly, it's like really assuring to see that we are helping people go forward. Right. And I, I, I want to thank you guys, all three of you guys individually, like just, Thank you so much for making pack uh, and just being like creating this something that like nobody thought like a lot of people would have been like, oh, what like, why would you want to start that? Right. Or like, oh, that's going to be that's not going to become something or something like that. Right. But the fact that you guys have done it and you guys have made it into something that it is, it is something already. It's just brilliant and it's amazing to see. Um uh, I just want to talk a little bit last last kind of things I want to talk about is just like art, art itself right I took an art appreciation class just because I had to for a GE type of situation thing right and Dunvi you talked about this too right there they teach you a very strict way of what art is right and they try to define art as like some and it's all like all I saw in that whole class was European art right it was an art appreciation class but all I saw was like European art from like 400 BC, right? It was very old. <laughs> it was very old stuff. It was very European. And I was just like, and there was like, uh, there's nothing other than that, right? There was nothing that that class didn't show you anything other than just European um, white male art, right? There was just nothing that divided from there. And uh, Donvi, you can talk about this a little bit more. Uh, I just want to ask like, so like, how, I just want to talk like, if that's something that I've seen and I'm, I have no doubt that you've seen it too. Um, just your thoughts about it. I know you're a little bit more invested in those situations, but like, I just wanted to talk about like how I took a class. Right. And all I saw was white, again, white European male paintings from thousands of years ago. Right. And that's, that's what they tried to classify as art to me in that class. Um, if you want to just share your thoughts and opinions about that. Yeah. Um, as you were talking, I was trying to trying to think about how strongly I feel about this and what way to communicate that. And I, in my head, I was I was kind of thinking about how um, English is an invasive language. Um, it's knocking out the existence of other languages, right, and dialects, and so on and so forth. Um, perhaps you can apply that same logic to art. Um, European art and like westernized images really are invasive in that they knock out Eastern images, um, Punjabi art and and so on. Um, so I, I, I think that's one way to think about it. Um, I think I mentioned, I think it's a James Pollock, or I would say Jackson Pollock. Um, I saw him at MoMA like two weeks ago. Um, and in my head, I just couldn't get out of my mind. Um, this one TikTok I saw, this is so funny. I saw this TikTok about how um, 
Asian art was just never given a fair shot. Um, and you have now these various representations of, uh, of what the white identity and white expression can look like. And we are funneled into this one road, this one route. And so I, the Minaj mentioned this and this is so key is that make whatever you want. Um, and like one thing that we really talked about, especially in making pack, like at the very beginning was like, why don't we ever talk about just like stories of love? Like something so simple, something so fundamental. Um, yet we don't, we don't have that in our artistry all that much. Um, and my art isn't overtly Punjabi. Um, I take photos, I draw, I create, but I'm creating what I want to create. And regardless, because of its creator, myself, or let's say Minaz's photos, right? Her photos are inherently attached to that identity. Again, kind of alluding to the idea of our art will always be political. And, and that also provides us legitimacy within our families. Um, we have shared trauma. Intergenerational trauma quite literally changes your brain. Um, and so we live with this. And when we think about um, you know, grappling, grappling um, our love and affinity for art or expression and how that ties with, you know, providing for our family and like providing for our burden of ancestry. It kind of, I think a good way to look at it is that your art will always be tied to creating equity because of just who's creating it, which is you, which is a Punjabi person. And that's that's fundamental to who we are as a people. Like that is what we all believe in, right? We all subscribe to that idea ideology of equity, right? Um, so I think that's something that's really beautiful, especially for us who are who are younger, um, that we can we can we can hold on to that and we can carry carry that with us. Um, and as to the question of like the way we teach art. Um, it wasn't really a question. It was just like a because like you, I know comment. you, yeah, you were talking yes. about like how it's like you, you, like agent art is not explored enough, right? And just every other walks of art, it's not really in these classes. What they do is they try to show you as European art as the only way of art, or there was this was the only way of art for the world's existence, right? And it's just like um, I'll let you talk a little bit more about that because I know that's something you brought up earlier and I was just going to revert back to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and keep this brief, but as a media, uh, media studies uh, major, this is like so important to me. Um, the way we look at print and the way we've, that has proliferated into devices, um, it is understood as a story of westernization. Um, it's a story of westernization, capitalism, all the things. Um, believe it or not, it's, it's, it's a story of that. Um, and so we will perpetually always be fighting against the status quo and perpetually, like we're not gonna get into art classes. That is not gonna happen right now. Um, the simple fact is PAC in and of itself, if this is a success, that that is a feat. Um, and that's what we're working with. Um, it is extremely, extremely bad, the state of our artistry and the state of, of our being and the way we're perceived. Um, the SIC Coalition comes out with the annual reporting toolkit, um, a guideline as to how to report on SIC Punjabi bodies, like how to report on us. Um, we, are, we are not learned by other people. Um, and so I think I'll just leave it at that. It will always be a struggle, but there's so much joy we've gotten with PAC. We've met so many people. I've had amazing conversations. I've gotten so close to Minaz and Josh Seep. I've made two lifelong friends. That is something I will hold on to. And that, that's how I know I, I, I defeated that fragmentation for myself is because now I've gained all of these amazing things, right? And I just hope somebody else could have that experience um, because it is in invaluable. 
um, plus one to what Benvi said. I literally am not exaggerating in the slightest when I'm saying like you both and just like PAC in general has really like changed my life and the way that I view art and just me walking down the street and I'm noticing different things and like understanding it's just insane. And so I'm really, really thankful for this space and to be in community with people who have this like shared understanding of art and how powerful and how revolutionary it really is that we're Punjabi kids making art and the implications of this, so. Uh, Josh Deep, would you like to also share your thoughts and opinions and how PAC has made you feel recently since the start of it, as everybody else has been sharing? I'll allow you to share too. <laughs> You know, of course, I'm, I'm feeling all the love right here, but I think I really want to connect this to kind of, you can say the network of PAC, but also my kind of my personal relationship with people that have built through it, and those primarily being Thunvi and Minaz, but if I kind of think about the message of art, I think, or what kind of what drives us with art is like, when with PAC in itself, interest is a prerequisite, but I think art as a whole, I think uh, art it's built off of this long-standing interest in how a person can be free and especially in how to find a freedom that is shareable. And that's why this collective is so imperative is how do we kind of find that freedom and share it amongst each other and not exist with other structures that depend upon the oppression or exclusion of others. Um, why proliferate that or why keep perpetuating such a system? And I think in terms of kind of going back to PAC, I think PAC in, in a sense is a training ground for possibility. It, it offers other way of, the way I like to say is it offers other ways of living and it opens us to the interior lives of others. I think I become a lot more sensitive and I think a lot more vulnerable after seeing the, um, you can think the most, beautiful and amazing poems, uh, uh, music, and also art that has been shared so far uh, since PAC has been launched. And I, what I like to say is, um, this is a, a quote, but I was reading this little essay piece by a artist uh, or, or painter. Her name is Chantal Hoff. And what she was saying in, in this larger essay is that her major medium was a painting or, or painting in and of itself. And she said, you could only paint your own place in the medium, the view from your eyes as the way it's manifested by your own hands. And she says that the paint in and of itself is what plants the body in history. So I think Pack also does the same thing where it allows someone to enter and become someone else, but it's also a device for uh, learning about themselves. And also PAC serves, not just now, it serves the past and it serves the future. And I think PAC also has found a stake um, in time. So it, it's, it's a founded place in its own history. So I think that's one thing that I really, really am excited about PAC. And, uh, why PAC will uh, make, make changes for the here and now. Thank you. Um, I don't want to hold any of you guys any, more, uh, any longer. Uh, I think, um, honestly, just the conversation that we've had has been very beneficial for me. I say this all the time. These podcasts are my, my way of wanting to learn more stuff through other people and building relationships and build and finding out and learning uh my number one goal in life is to always just keep learning and just live life uh learning um again i want to thank you guys all for joining uh i know you guys are all busy with everything in your guys life so i just want to say again thank you for joining me today uh also uh, for those that are listening if you want to uh pack has an ig page um the punjabi art collective uh I definitely recommend go follow that, stay up to date on there. Uh, and just that's your way of trying to break down these barriers that we've been talking about this podcast. It's just supporting these initiatives and supporting PAC in general for, for up and coming artists. Um, 
again, you can find these episodes on YouTube. Uh, that's where our video version is. And then also uh, you can find our audio versions on Spotify, Apple, and podcasts. You can listen to us on the go, in the car, uh, on a run, on a walk, wherever you are. Uh, it means a lot to me and to our, or to our team and our podcast for you to just take out five minutes of your, of your life, busy life and listen to our podcast. Right. Um, so with that, I just want to say again, thank you to you three for joining and thank you everybody else for continuing to support and, and just helping the podcast grow. Uh, we have no doubt that the podcast will continue to grow just as the pack will continue to grow and, and touch and help so many others. Um, but with that, I just want to close it off with a Fateh. Wai Guruji ka khalsa, Wai Guruji ki Fateh.